I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Is It Just Me, your weekly sort of insight into the rambling minds of myself, James Conrad-Williams. And me, Joe Elvin. Oh, I'm not telling you my middle name. It's not for public consumption. But hi, it's me. I only use my because James Williams is so boring otherwise. You know, you might find other James Williamses. In fact, I know there's a, there's a one-legged banjo player called James Williams. I'm you so could put glad into I Google. this up. I know, sorry, yeah. we've really gone off on a random tangent already. Anyway... <laughs> As ever, it's not just me and I'm Joe Google here. James One-Legged Williams. You will never see yeah. life the same again. Um, <laughs> as ever, it's not just me and Joe. We're always Thank joined God. by a fantastic yeah. guest. And today we've got a lovely young man joining us. He's an overachiever already, I would say. He's a DJ. He's a, a presenter. He's also, I believe, on the biggest breakfast show in London. Is that correct? It is indeed, yeah. yeah hey, it's Roman yeah. Kemp, Hello. everyone. Hello. Showbiz Hello. royalty. Now, uh, the spawn of... Uh, no, I, I, I was just, that's funny about your middle names. So you both have middle names. I was never born with a middle name. I think my parents kind of ditched the middle well, name. I mean, but Roman did Roman, how pretentious right? they yeah. already went. It's no, pretty but, fabulous. But it, oh, I think so. Roman Kemp. Yeah, it's know, good. But, like, but at the same time, a lot of people go to me, so that's just stage name. <laughs> and what, what's, what's the real name? Although I'll tell you a funny story. So my, I, I, when I was a kid, I was always told that if I was in front of my granddad, my mum's dad, I had to say that I had um, a middle name. I had to say that it, my middle name was Henry, which was his name, oh, okay. because he was so offended that like we didn't put it on my birth certificate. So I don't have any middle name. But was right. there a christening where no, no christening, Henry no, was a like bit that. like... That, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. No, like yeah. literally like nothing. Like, it was just kind of, my parents were just kind of like, oh, we've got a baby. It's <laughs> Roman. And he's like, you know, I've got the middle name, right? And then we were just like... Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That's so, a scary granddad. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, so so that like it's kind of like my faux middle name. Yeah. That I have. But the thing is, you do, I so I said my other two names are quite boring, so you need the Conrad to lift it. Whereas Roman Kemp is just a good rock solid name. Well, my 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 parents set the bar quite high because my sister's name is Harley Moon Kemp. <laughs> As one word. <laughs> Harley Moon? Yeah, oh. as one word. It's like Sarah like, Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Do, but you get, do you get sick of people like me going, I just love your parents? Yeah. I just grew up, 
it's more so it's more so like what were your parents on at the time um (laughs) but no i I believe that my name comes from um my name comes from my auntie um was doing a movie with francis ford coppola's son i'm sorry with francis ford coppola and his son is called roman Roman. and my auntie as well yeah and my yeah exactly yeah Uh, sadie Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's not yeah. my auntie. Yeah, she's not my auntie Yeah, but I'll always be your auntie. Yeah. But for those yeah. who don't know, obviously, yeah. your dad is Martin Kemp, your yeah. mum is Shirley of, of Pepsi and Shirley fame. Look it up if you yeah. don't know. You need yeah. to find out. I mean, but, Roman, when I was younger than you, I was queuing up to buy tickets to see your dad and your uncle, and it was. You know, it was all I cared about, and yeah. and I love them for actually because I'm from Australia. They came to Australia, yeah. so I remember Joe jo actually running out of her office when we used to work together at yeah. Glamour. When uh, I think when your uncle befriended her on Facebook, oh wow, she got very yeah, excited about no, no. that. That's, that's literally that's it. I can drop down. Have yeah. you met my dad and my? <laughs> I've not met your dad. I've met your uncle. She needs two different people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, like like they're like like personality wise, right. Completely different. Which one's Garrett. the better one? Which one should I be friends with? <laughs> uh, it depends what you want. Like, oh, okay. It, like, I mean, yeah, I, I think you should go with your dad. I think you should go with your dad. My dad is like, my dad is like, like you know, this super nice, super open guy who's just you know open to like kind of everyone. Whereas Gary's very you know, like everything's very straightforward with him. It has to be you know very factual and, and very by the book. Like he's, you know, he's a creative mind that's very. You know, shows in the songs that he's written and yeah. the way how you know he formed that band. You know, Span yeah. Ballet is his band, True. so it's, you know he's he's like a captain, he's like a leader. That's what he does. My dad just kind of bumbles and on behind him. But basically, <laughs> with your kind of DNA, with that kind of you know sort yeah. of with two parents, basically obviously in the public eye, yeah. was there any danger of you being like a plumber? I, do you know what? It wasn't just that. It was like I, I think if if your parents do a certain thing, like I think you are of course more inclined to see that as a genuine career option mm. I think yeah yeah. when I was 16 I, I left school and I was uh, signed on a development deal with Universal Music and I was writing songs for mm. other people like on a publishing deal so I was writing songs for other people yeah. and that's because my mum when I was 8 years old bought me the first album that I ever had which was Marshall Mathers LP Eminem <laughs> yeah. which you can imagine <laughs> for an 8 year old <laughs> for an 8 year old me asking what my mum what VD is do you know what I mean at eight Valentine's Day Valentine exactly yeah you know so it's like kind of it was very strange and you know she wanted me to show how you know certain situations you can translate that into songwriting which then goes into creativity so it, it you know that was always kind of in us my sister now is a very successful portrait photographer but also has a publishing deal you know writing country music so yeah. it's like there's always a lot to live up to, but I think because my sister kickstarted her career very early at mm. sixteen, that was more. It was more. It was less pressure from my parents. It was more pressure because I need to fulfill my sister as well. Yeah. But you're not doing too badly, are you? Come on now. Right? I mean, your trajectory, I think, over yeah. the last couple of years alone has been pretty yeah. impressive. Like right? you started off, obviously, mm. at, uh, at Capital, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four years ago. And now um, you're pretty much on the biggest show. On yeah, the big one, the um, breakfast show. Yeah, so I, I started doing like, as you can imagine. 1am to 6am weekend <laughs> the fun slot yeah but do you know what like you know my producer at the time um, who's my best mate uh, Joe he he was the th- that show that I had that 1am to 6am was the first show that he ever did on Capital before that he was you know just a, a junior producer on a breakfast show and so we've just kind of built this thing over the past like four years you know and it's like and those 1am to 6am's gave us like flight hours do you know what I mean like flying hours like literally like we could yeah. just 
test everything yeah. and it was a lot different to what they were doing on ca- capital at the time it was you know all i was ever told was on capital you can't talk for longer than a minute <laughs> like that's what i was always told. when i first joined that was what i was told and i remember we felt like our bosses weren't actually listening to our <laughs> show because it's 1am to 6am I was I mean, wondering 6 till 9 and then, yeah, did come you on. ever have any clangers at that hour that came back to bite you on the ass never that came back to bite me right, you just right. kind of like, so it's the perfect training like, ground yeah, as well. yeah of yeah. course of course but also like you know you gotta remember people think that like you don't do the desk or like the buttons <laughs> they, after two weeks they expect you to be fully on the buttons yeah. like, like no one helping you producer just you know is there saying maybe we could talk about this or you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like reword it um, but in terms of like radio as a whole I found it so interesting and I found it something that just constantly I've got kind of ADHD when it comes to like creativity and like and thinking of different ideas and what can I get away with and what can I you know how do I push this scenario as far as possible and I think those shows that we were doing because it was almost a blessing in disguise that my bosses weren't listening to the show because by the time they did listen to it they go oh we've got good listenership on this it must be what you're doing what is it that you're doing and then it's like well we're talking for two minutes 30 and we're doing like big content pieces and all that thing so we translated that into an evening show which then became this show where the artists and the labels wanted to put you know wanted to go on that show as opposed to the breakfast the, the current breakfast show at the time so it was a natural kind of yeah. move but let me tell you like when when they come to you and they say you know I've grown up like on Chris Tarrant like that that's what I it was never anything else in the car it wasn't <laughs> Radio 2 it wasn't Radio 1 it was always Chris Tarrant and then it was Johnny and then you know so for me when I walked in the room and they said to me they were like, like you know we want you to do breakfast I was like yeah cool what like in like 2-3 years <laughs> and they were like no no we need you to start next month that's amazing yeah, yeah. it's amazing yeah. but I'm like oh my god this is you know the best thing ever and then a sudden realisation of oh my god my life is over <laughs> relentless time yeah. yeah yeah and also were you, were you intimidated by it or were you I'm not intimidated no. I was never intimidated by it I was never intimidated because again like I, I find it very hard to be embarrassed like on a stage if someone doesn't like what I'm doing then that's okay then mm-hmm. I'll, you know I'll, I'll try something else yeah. like why won't not necessarily change myself but you know I, I just want to make people have a nice time and if that means it's in the evening or in the morning it doesn't necessarily matter to yeah. me so it wasn't that because I felt like it was a natural progression I felt like well I want to do that in the future so I want to just do it now yeah um, but it was that thing of oh my god I'm going to have to get up but <laughs> Five every, day. every day but then you weren't really getting if, when you were doing the one till six slot I mean you, were, you couldn't be a social animal then or could you no 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 no, no. I, I, to be fair I got away from that quite quickly I only did that for about a month oh right okay. now, I'm like, now I'm like now I'm like nine months ten months into breakfast are you sleep deprived yeah. are you no it's, it's you know what it, it's one of those things where I wouldn't have it any other way yeah. I'm, I'm, one, one day when you have children that would be like a piece of cake yeah, yeah. that would be yeah you're right they think of this yeah. as good training having yeah. kids that's exactly it like you know and, and, and I think you know with the support that I had from my parents when that show came about it was like no brainer like yeah. you know you don't that, in my house like that's the thing of like you don't even second guess that job yeah. You take it. Absolutely. That's a bedrock from which everything yeah. else yeah. can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so what are your ultimate goals? What sort of other things do you want to do? Genuinely, like, I think for me, it's I want to be a part of projects that I love. And, and that was, you know, the capital's great for me and they've always been so amazing in terms of 
been very supportive in t- like the ideas that I have like the big TV ad that we've got out and yeah. like, it's weird and it's weird very strange that was all it's all again, from you yeah <laughs> like myself and my producer you know Joe and Joe as I say he's my best mate we've now got a production TV production company that we run together and we've just done a deal and we're doing a show with James Corden's company and it's like it's weird like you yeah. know it's all just kind of bred from creativity and I think maybe you could have James's job one day <laughs> yeah, oh my I would God. love to that's the thing and, and but, yeah. but you know I, and I see you no. Know, someone asked me the other day and I think I, they said you know I was at the Brits uh, and I, they were like oh um, you know would you want to host it one day and I was like fuck yeah like of course I would you know what I mean and it's like I, I, of course I want to do that and then I read in the paper the next day it was like mm, confidence I was like well what else am I meant to think yeah. do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like I well, think it's oh, called, no, no, I'm alright. But it right, would be just, weird if you didn't want to do that. Yeah, stuff, right? so you know, yeah. but I do set myself like those yeah. targets, and you know, I set myself a target when I first started Capital to be on Breakfast within ten years, and I did it within three. So it was for me like Brits is the next five years. Mm. You know, I tell you, if men have to start apologising, I know. I was going to say, there's hope for nobody. <laughs> I think there's nothing yeah. wrong. I think it's being fearless and at the moment. I think you know, lots of us tend to overthink things and, and you know, we almost also, talk ourselves out of doing stuff and I think fearlessness is what you've got which is great and yeah, I, think I think more that, but more of us could benefit from it I think it's less of fear I think it's um, uh, fearless I think it's positive reinforcement and just excitement true. about opportunity and, yeah, yeah. and I, you know I, I think that you know and I've always got this classic thing that my mum always you know my mum is like mad spiritual and like you know she's, I've always been brought up on positive reinforcement and mantras etc which sound really weird but if you really think about it realistically think about it it's so true do you know what I mean yeah. and, and, and you know positive reinforcement and kind of giving yourself that self-belief that it will happen one day and it's just that will get you through times where you're doing a job that you really hate but you know that that's going to be the stepping stone to the next one yeah um, do you know what, I think that's what I do yeah. do you know what's going to happen right now though we're now going to yeah. talk. I don't know how positive we're going to be about yeah. the next few things, but okay, we, are, right. we are now going to move on to some serious debates, right. some serious like topics, it. Roman. You, like are you it. ready? I think like you were born ready for I'm this. I'm a debater, yeah. Oh, wow. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I like it. Is it just me who doesn't have that many close friends? Now, let me just explain myself. I'm not from this country. Most of my friends are people I've met through work. And I look around, particularly like, you know, my English friends, my British friends who've got friends on Facebook, who going out for coffees every five minutes with the kids they went to school with, um, you know, their friends who were there for births, deaths, marriages, divorces, the whole thing. I don't feel like I've got that little hive of girlfriends who I can just call on a Saturday morning and go and have a sex in the city day mm. shopping with. We're all too busy. They're all people I've met through work. We're friendly, but I don't have any of my besties around me. Is that, mm. is that weird? I don't think so. I think, you know, it's... It must be pretty hard, obviously, coming over from a different country and you get that so many times with different people because then most of the time, I think when people uh, emigrate to somewhere, their friendships will be born through work. Yeah. And they're so emotional. And that's one of the things that I always find so interesting about men as well. And, you know, something that I campaign for a lot within uh, the men's mental health, etc., which is the fact that you know, past the age of 30, men will lose 75% of their friends. Wow. Um, like, which is ridiculous. And, and do you know why that is? Yeah, it's because most of men's relationships, like if, if I was to uh, become friends with any former guy, it would be, we look for uh, social likeness with the other person. So 
our hobbies, football, uh, yeah. stuff and you, like that. And you talk mm. through you talk through subjects. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're less so inclined to talk about emotion, mm. which girls can connect obviously more because yeah. they're more emotionally advanced than men. Let's yeah. be totally honest. Uh, and and I think that you know that's a massive thing. And because we don't have that emotional attachment with uh, between guys, we lose all our friends after the age of thirty. And also because you can become involved in you know your family, yeah. your job, or, mm. or whatever. So that's why. I think for me, it's always been, I've got a very small friend group. I'd say three best mates and that's it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that will kind of be, as far as it will go, like maybe it will be three best mates, a girlfriend and, and my family. You know, that, yeah. that, that's kind of how I, I choose to use it. And those three guy friends that I have, I make sure that I have an emotional relationship mm. with them. Like in yeah. the sense of we talk about everything yeah. as opposed to just that football but it's like quality not quantity then basically isn't it because I think because yeah, I mean yeah. I have a deep mistrust of people who have far too many friends like I've actually I've that had... way you trust me so much <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah losers yeah. like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no but like for example like the other day somebody befriended me on Facebook and I accepted it and then I realised they had nearly 2,000 friends and I instantly defriended them because I just thought You're why because not... you didn't feel exclusive <laughs> I wasn't feeling loved I wasn't feeling important no but the, come on the simple truth is that person I'm never going to turn up in the algorithms I'm never going to you know, we are not going to have any kind of yeah. interaction and you know sometimes ones, you said hello once at a party you had one conversation and it was a bit like, oh god, did you really have to befriend me anyway? So, but my yeah. producer does that. He does that. What befriends he's, everyone? He's, yeah, no, like literally, like yeah. But fa- will... Facebook's not LinkedIn, no. you know. But that's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. No, but it's weird. Like that, that was the one thing that I, I, I always find a bit strange when, when you meet someone once at, at a party and then the next day they've they've got you on Facebook. I do not like, like that. that. But you know what? I hate no. that. But I do. And he does it. But I, I've actually it. asked people why because I, I I've actually got to a point where I've, I've met those people again. I've actually, by the way, do you just do that to everyone? And they yeah. said. Well, one of the reasons they gave was they're so bad with names, yeah. so they feel if they instantly accept people or befriend people on Facebook, yeah. it's like we sort of re- remind them their name, or they can always then go back to the Rolodex of Facebook and find their name again. Do you know why? I found this really interesting. Do you know why people, why you forget names? Why? Because your brain will tell you that that's useless information. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Really? I'm serious. When you, when you meet someone, your brain will instantly know. Like, I could see your face and, and I, I would be like, oh, fuck, I can't remember her name, but I know exactly what she does. Yeah. Because yeah. the useless, the useful part of information is someone's occupation. Really? So you're more likely to understand someone's occupation than their name. But okay, where does that leave people who basically don't remember anything about you, your face or anything? Uh, they just need no They're just twats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, that's just, as I've told you before, you're just not that memorable. Exactly. Yeah. You're just not yeah. that memorable. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. you didn't make the cut. I've got into a tirade before about people forgetting my name, so... No, but, but that might explain yeah. it. I mean, I, I need to get over that. But you've got loads of friends, haven't you, James? Um, no, I think I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate, I think, in the sense that I've managed to maintain friendships, and I think this is what you've touched upon. You know, I've got friends I've known since the age of three, mm. I've got friends from the age of 11, I've got friends from university, I've got friends from pretty much every job I've worked at. But, you know, I, my belief is, and it might sound really like a bit hippy-dippy, but the truth is, I think if you connect with somebody and you genuinely have a connection and you become friends, mm. it doesn't really matter. You don't, and I do think you have to put in some effort and some legwork, but the truth is, you can then go weeks, months, years, mm. but if you have that connection, you'll reconnect as easily yeah. as you did the first time yeah. and also I'm not high maintenance friend so I will never guilt trip my friends into doing yeah. things or why haven't I seen you I need to see more of you because 
that's that's when it becomes a bit of a chore. So I'm I'm not high maintenance, and I'm also I guess quite confident in my friendship. So I don't put any of those pressures on people, and then I guess they don't put them on me. Like you know, it's quite interesting. I was talking to, to some friends the other day about this, and loads of my friends seem to be requiring one-on-one time. Like they really need to be like cherished and nurtured. And I said, he went, no one's asking me for one-on-one time, yeah. and they'd be like, well, that's because you're kind of we have no problem with you. You're kind of like chilled out and cool and we know you're there's no weirdness you, if we have a problem with you you'll just tell us yeah. whereas I think lots of people aren't as open so they feel the need to then have these weird one-on-one almost like counselling sessions but sure. um, but you know I mean I, 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 I'm very lucky but I also you know I mean I moved I'm not from where I live you know but I'm from 200 miles away so I've got a little bit of what you've got, Joe, but I yeah. certainly, you know, no, I think anyone who's moved country, I think it's only natural you will feel that certain, you don't have yeah. that core initial people from your, from the, you know, your formative years. My, my thing is I've had, um, there's always been a stigma for me when it comes to making friends because you got to remember every school that I ever went to, any social event when I was a kid, like mm-hmm. when I was, you know, young, young, like from the age of five, parents have been like, that's Martin Kemp's kid. Yeah. And I know for a fact that other mums would say to their kids, be friends with be them. Be friends with them. Yeah. Oh my God, Can that's so, so But, but yeah. what it did was that it, it helped me and I don't think, I genuinely, if it wasn't for that, I don't think I'd be doing the job that I do because it helps me a lot in terms of, my mum taught me you know, and told me that I do have to, it's not judging someone, it's reading someone Mm -hmm. and kind of working out those little nuances that you can kind of tell. And like, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why I have so few friends anyway, is because I always kind of went into it like, but you really look deeper into someone to see if they're genuinely a nice person. You've got a good bullshit detector, Roman. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Can I ask though, were you ever at any point tempted to sort of not use your real name and to maybe change that? Never. No. Never. Uh, I, I've never had that. My cousin does that. Yeah. And I don't understand it. And it actually, like, upsets me. <laughs> like, no, genuinely. Yeah. Like, like, you know, Finley, my cousin, he, he doesn't want to be known as Finn Kemp. He doesn't want to be known as that. He wants to be Finn Monroe, which is his middle name. You know, he won't want me saying this, because like, I think that... I, I don't get it. I yeah. personally don't get it. I think the person that I'm most proud of is my mom and my dad, so mm. it's my family is part of my DNA. Why would yeah. I, you know what I mean? So, it, you know, a name at the end of the day is... It's just That's what we were talking. It's useless. Yeah. It's useless <laughs> I mean, I've forgotten it already, to be honest. Yeah. It's useless yeah. information, right? And it's like, it, it, for me, it was, yeah, I think when it comes to, you know, going back to it, making friends or anything like that, I think that the first thing people always say is, uh, Kemp, are you, are you Ross's kid? Are you Martin's kid? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fine. And, and in a way, it's bad because people are more inclined to talk to you. Yeah. Because I do get that. Like, if, if it comes up in a topic people will be like more likely to you know try and create a conversation it's just about me kind of seeing through that that's why the yeah. friends that I have those three best mm-hmm. mates that I have are I met them when I was six years old yeah do you know what I mean well so. that may even though I don't have anywhere near as glamorous a reason for having a what? tight-knit circle mm-hmm. of friends that does make me feel better no I mean about it. Yeah. same with girlfriends as yeah. well yeah. I don't <laughs> no I mean I'm being serious like because the job as in friends who are girls or go, oh. no girlfriends like taking people out on a date like I know for a fact that I've been on at least two dates where the girl has been there because they think they're either going to meet Ed Sheeran or Justin Bieber I'm not wow. joking <laughs> like, I, like you can tell like you can tell like just being there and you know and, it's, and it is that weird thing of like, and that is a weird thing of, about dating that's why the two relationships that you know I, I've had over the past kind of two years you know doing stuff within public mm. eye 
they've been with people who don't watch TV, don't yeah. listen to the radio, have you know, you know, uh, have emigrated to this country. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, 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 and I don't know why. I just, yeah, that's, that's well, kind of what I don't. Because you know there's no agenda. That's your mechanism. Yeah. yeah. That's true, yeah. isn't it? You know yeah. there's no hidden agenda. Yeah. They're literally taking you for what you are at face value. Yeah, you know? exactly. exactly. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, you know, ultimately it's about what makes you happy. But I think, you yeah. know, you, I think there is, I do sometimes worry for kids growing up now where, you know, in this sort of social media where it's, it's about followers. Never mistake friends and followers, you know? Followers yeah. are very different things. Some people but, call them fans. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, you, you that's must, the worst type of, that's, that's the worst type of person. <laughs> Anyone, Anyone that calls their Instagram followers fans, yeah. you are a bad Or your person. Facebook friends, your fans. fans. I mean, Joe, you, we have many, many fans, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've got one. No. <laughs> I don't use Facebook, man. No. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, but yeah. But you know. We put that well to rights. We absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So absolutely, it's totally fine to have very few friends, but yeah. make sure they're good he ones. Yes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So, Roman Henry Kemp. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the first time that's ever been publicised. So you've got that. Wait, we got that exclusive yeah. on the faux middle name. Yeah. Um, and Joe Elvin. I won't say her middle name because yeah. she's going to kill me. Joe Elvin. <laughs> Do you know it? It's Marie, isn't oh, it? Oh, <laughs> Joanne Marie Elvin. Joanne Marie Elvin. Leave that out. Let people get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, please submit your suggestions yeah. Yeah, via For email. A much more glamorous <laughs> name, please. Uh, anyway, is it just me, guys, that has a pathological hatred for coloured toilet paper? Yeah, now, I know we're going deep here, Roman. I mean, this is the kind of level you expected. Literally toilet level. It's a generational yeah. divide, isn't uh, it? Well, I don't know if it is. I think so. Because I'm talking about... No, I'm saying I went to my friend's house at the weekend. This is where this idea came from. Mm. And they had what I can only describe as sort of toffee-coloured toilet paper. And I literally... I had an internal judgment. So I know we shouldn't judge coloured? people. Who coloured toilet a, paper? It looked like toilet paper that had been used to wipe poo that had then been put through a very low sort of temperature yeah. wash so it hadn't actually come out. So it was a very washed-out poo colour. Did you ask about it? Oh, I came straight out and I said, I'm not going to lie, I walked in there and I just judged you for the colour of your toilet paper. And what did they say? 
they laughed out loud and they went that was the only thing left in the shop and I went no it wasn't I don't believe that okay um, because they also had some white top- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, for the record I, I will know, only I used tissues I went honest <laughs> to god use tissues before I bought blue or pink oh my or god any other colour it, make, it. it actually makes blue, my skin prickle blue there's, diff- there's different levels right blue reminds me of the hospital <laughs> pink reminds me of my nan's house my yeah. nan my nan my nan both sides my, my, my dad's parents um, my mom's parents both had Pink it's it's the kind of thing that you roll. would find if you lifted up the toilet dolly skirt. Yeah, and do you know what I mean? Yes, so with knitted yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I think I think that like it is such a weird thing. I think it might be that generational thing, but I don't understand who started. Is it because it was a? I know it's silly, right? Because I know that um, white toilet paper is just as bleached and mm. chemicalized. But I honestly feel like I'm going to get a bladder infection from the coloured coloured toilet paper more or, than I think that about white. Also, my idea is, you know, you're not painting with particularly nice material. So, you know, just stick with a nice white canvas. You know, it's never going to look very good against anything. But let's have a nice... Why so much? But then why... Okay, so why... Yeah, why does that upset you? What, what, what's, why is white the socially accepted level I, of... Well, I just of, think it's like the I think it, I, yeah. bathrooms, isn't and, it? And like I said, brown is never a particularly attractive colour. So at least against white, it's just brown. Whereas when you put it up against peach or pink yeah. or blue, it takes on a very weird... I mean, we're really going places with this subject, but, you know, it just gets See, an even more textured. unattractive hue. Like well, funny well. you oh. say that. I don't like that either, but no. I just think... No quilted for you guys. Again, being the immigrant, no. <laughs> it goes hand in hand with another feature of oldie-worldy British bathrooms. Right. Well, your toilet's flushed the other way, so, I mean, yeah. And, you know, and it's one of the many ways in which it's a superior <laughs> system. <laughs> but it's the... The um, carpet in the toilet. Oh, I, I, I hate it so much. And the weird little rugs and around the loo. And it's only sort of like started being phased out of mm. British bathrooms. It is weird. It carpet really, really upsets me. Yeah. What pink carpet or any, any carpet. carpet? Yeah, my again, again. It's so weird. Pink, pink shag carpet yeah. was in my nan's house. Uh, and that was that was very strange. But while we're, but while there's no cleaning away misfired target practice there, no. is there? There's but none. Do you have like actual coloured toilets as well? Like, and coloured sinks, obviously. Because I always think it's oh, weird when people have like out. pink sinks and avocado toilets. You know, mm. I, I mean I, that has died out. I think. Yeah, I, I think I think a, a toilet needs to be a very uh, <laughs> zen place. Not I I, I yeah. I do judge people. I do judge people on their toilets. <laughs> Oh, really? I think so. I think because you've got those types of friends who have like a funny toilet and they've got like a weird photo in it or like... Do you know, I used to have an auntie who had a, a like a foamy cushioned seat cover. Oh. And I'm not going to lie, I liked it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I look at you differently now. <laughs> Where do you guys stand yeah, on... Don't yeah. knock it. It was uh, really comfortable. Well, where do you guys stand on the squatty potty? Have you heard about this? Yes, I had to use one of those in um, China. Well, and did it, did it change your life? Healthier. Yeah. Um, For those of you who don't know, it's like a little stool that apparently changes your yeah, position. It's, it's just a hole in the ground. But isn't it supposed like, to make you, you can, yeah, easier and less stress on your body? And Yeah, it, I wasn't sold on it. <laughs> your face is saying that, uh, Roman, no, I have to say. I wasn't sold on it. I used them in China and there was a lot of bad accuracy. What colour was the toilet paper? <laughs> with, with, I don't even know. I, 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 honestly, I think I was so disturbed by this whole scene, and there was no doors on the toilet, oh. so you were standing next to someone who was doing the same thing nice. as you. Oh no! This is at the Great Wall of China. 
Oh. It's one of the wonders, one of the wonders of the world. Look at the toilet. That's a wonder of the world. Never get caught short of the Great Wall of China. No, do not. Go before. Oh, well, I mean, basically, you might disagree with us if you're listening at home thinking, I love a bit of peach toilet paper. We probably have. And if we have, do let us know. We love hearing from you. Do send us an email letting us know your thoughts. And if Um, you do have coloured toilet paper, what is wrong with you? Yeah, but please explain yourself. I'd just like to know the why. Yeah. Well, tell us, uh, is it just me podcast at (laughs) gmail.com? We love getting your emails. And in fact, we've got a lovely email this week um, from Hannah Ross who uh, listened to a recent episode where we went into one about the lack of manners and we were oh, all yes. worried. Hello, but, Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Yeah. And basically, Hannah has tried to basically give us some faith back in the world, Joe. She basically said, hi there, guys. I found the segment on the 6th of March episode about manners very interesting. I wanted to restore some faith in humanity as I've recently been to London with my friend who's visually impaired and every time we got on a tube, at least two people offered to give her a seat. Oh. So it's good to know there are good people out there. Well yeah. done, um, London. So well yes, done. thank you, Hannah, for sending that in. And yeah, if you are listening, do send us an email. We love hearing from you. Right, now this one is very contentious. Mm. Well, Even more contentious than toilet paper, <laughs> believe it or not. We're not scared to go there. Is it just me, Roman Kemp and James Williams, who feels sometimes very much inclined to want to split up a friend with her terrible partner? His or her terrible partner? <sighs> Well, it is. It's a minefield, it's a isn't it? It's to talk about in riddles, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 it's, it's not even talking about it in riddles. I think it's the bigger picture of it. I think if there's always, I think everyone always has a judgment in terms of it depends on how close that friend is to you, like, and yes. how you want that person to be treated. I have yeah. my, you know, I get this all the time because I have a sister, I have a sibling who, you know, I'm really close with, and she'll have boyfriends, which is the same in, in terms of me, like in terms of the emotional attachment that I would have with, like, with a best friend, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of the sister. She's had boyfriends in the past who are like, who are just emotionally inept. Like, and you know, and I think that it's down to you as a friend or as a sibling or anything like that to be that person to kind of say that and, and think, you know, as long as it's a positive kind of outcome at the end of it, you want well, that person that, to feel happier. That's mm, the risk, yeah. isn't it? If you could, I, I'm thinking of really dear friends of mine who have kind of had it, stepped in with a gentle viewpoint and if they really love that person yeah. then you're the bad guy and then it's awkward forevermore well, so I, I struggle with it well the total minefield is when you know they get to that point where you know you know and I, I always because I have been burned in the past and now I, my rule is I always wait and I bite my tongue but inevitably that you have those sort of um, you know episodes where they go right that's it I'm done I'm dumping them it's all over and you're like thank god and then you agree with everything all the bad stuff they say so you know they, they did this and then they get back together yeah. and then it just is super awkward if so if your best friend was dating someone who you met them for the first time you really did not like them it wasn't nice it was awkward mm-hmm. they were a bit weird and like just not very nice basically mm. and then they said to you the next day so what did what you, you think? think what would you say oh well the thing is I, my problem is you see uh, my face cannot lie right so any close friend of mine I don't need to actually verbalise it I could say oh well yeah they seem okay I and I wouldn't I, I, I won't lie I would never say I love them they were my new best friends you said I they would, seem okay I would lie they seem lie absolutely if it was a first impression because uh, I know I can be quick to judge as well so I'd want I'd, I'd to give myself but I think your lack of a glowing appraisal is enough for them to know you're not fully on board see I had this I had this discussion the other day we went out I went out um, with uh, uh, my friend and, and her best friend and her boyfriend the new boyfriend the new boyfriend was horrible <laughs> 
really, really not nice. Like, um, I, I just I'm very rude, and and like the way how he was with her was odd, and mm. and you know it wasn't my place to say anything because, you know, it's my friend's best friend, mm. but I would have expected my friend to say something mm. because it was awkward, and like if that's your best mate, like I'd be like, you know, you kind of deserve better in that situation. Yeah. I don't know, like I, it's. I find it odd when people feel a taboo around their best friends. And I think then you realise how much of a friend you are to that person. Yeah. Well, yeah, I completely see that. But I also see that you, if, particularly if it's someone, you want your friend to be happy. Mm. And so there's that part of you that's like, well, if he makes them happy, mm. I, maybe it's not my place to be the sayer of doom. Maybe I just don't get what this is. Do you know what I mean? But if, but if, but if, your, if your friend is, you know, is your best friend or anything, they would understand... You yeah, vocalising your sure. own thoughts. I mean, I'd say uh, the one thing it's I will say. Back to me not maybe this is why a friend. Yeah, yeah, maybe this is why I have. <laughs> <a friend. Yeah. laughs> the one thing I will say is, I'm a big believer when it comes to me choosing friends or whatever other halves. I have to have that initial reaction where I get on with them straight away. I'm quite instinctive with people, you know. I, I feel like you're either a kindred spirit or not, and that doesn't mean I don't like you. It just means I don't feel that initial, you know. But it, it is true that when it comes to your friends' partners, you very rarely get that initial because, you know, there is that one yeah. step yeah. removed. And, and I, I then will always make an effort. I won't write them off. And I will say, there are some of my friends' partners in the past who I actually didn't like, but I thought, you know what? I can't let this come between me and my friends. And I persevered and I got to a place whereby, for as much as I would never say we were best friends, but I certainly got to a place where I had a better understanding of that person yeah. and I actually could be in their company. I didn't find I, them annoying I and they didn't get on my nerves. definitely got one of those with a guy I found so bloody annoying and I still do mm. but I found things he also grand. really makes me laugh mm. and I found my slipstream for where I yeah. can love him and they've been together a very long time so if I'd said oh no yeah. I, I would have been wrong yeah, yeah. I think, so, I think yeah. I, I, I'm very much like my mum and I are very similar in these sort of situations my dad and my sister are completely different my mm. dad and my sister are always benefited a down to everyone I'm very quick to as I say make an assumption but but make an educated assumption mm. not like oh I don't like you so I'm not going to speak to you <laughs> like genuinely like, like yeah. think about it and you know and but if I feel like I've I'm not liking the energy of someone or if I'm not uh, enjoying something that is impossible for me to not show mm. do you know what I mean which which is weird because it's my job to interview people yeah. so like there's sometimes you get people that come in and that you don't like the energy instantly you're yeah. trying to get rid of the energy that's not me and Joe right <laughs> you're not, you're not well, talking you're, he's looking at us when he's saying let's that let's see let's, uh, let's see how quickly we'll go to him but no it's true and I think that you know uh, the real thing that I can tell with this is from my friends or like even the way how my mum has reacted to girlfriends of mine in the past where like she'll be very like upfront in terms of do you like do, do, does she like them or but they, is anybody good enough yeah, so true. Little Roman, just, uh, little but, Roman no, Henry. No, 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 she, she, <laughs> she, I'm gonna get rinsed. Um, my mum's gonna love it. Um, but no, I think, I think that with your mates, the relationship that I have with my friends is so, as I say, that, that's something I've actively tried to do is make it very emotionally open, like we mm. talk about everything. You know, yeah. it, there's been so many times where I've had partners where my friends have been like, I don't like. And they've been, and they've been, that's the feedback literally from the get-go first meeting yeah. and what's your reaction to that though okay <laughs> uh, you know it's that's, that's, that's not going to make it, it, it but then but did that then change how you felt about that person you were no, dating never. no never okay. I'm very you know out, outwardly spoken and confident mm. in my own you know 
mind. Yeah. But I, I think that it's interesting to know and hear other people's thoughts and especially mm. those people that I believe have the, my best interests at you, yeah. heart. I, yeah. think it's a, I think it has to be a case-by-case case thing, don't you think? Because I think yeah. ultimately it's like everything in life, it's, the, it's about feedback. Some people can take criticism and some people can't. Some people yes. can take total honesty, some people need more sort of, you know, wrapped in cotton wool mentality. So I just think you have to always know the limits of the person you're talking to, right? Yeah. And, then and you also adapt the person it. has to expect it from you yes I'm 100% have my like my with my mates straight up said to them girlfriend of three years break up with them (laughs) I I suppose my main caveat on all this would be if I thought that um, somebody was being abusive Mm, yes or really running that person down then I wouldn't hesitate to have a word but if it's just they really annoy me yeah I might bite that's about you isn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it might just be just you yeah Yeah. also I'm a big believer I mean I always say this because you know you often get this from because people always ask when you do our job, you know, you meet famous people and you have it all the time as well. You know, what's so-and-so like, who's a bitch, who's an arsehole? And I'm a big, I always say this, you know, everyone's entitled to have a bad day. So sometimes you might have, your first episode would be an awful experience that person, but I always give someone a second chance. And then, lo and behold, most people will come back and be lovely. You have several bad days. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Don't say that. Don't say that. She really wanted to do not want to go on the show anyway. Oh, uh, no, dear. She no, she's not. You're breaking all those... press friendly. Mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I think, yeah, yeah, I always say, you know, if you're an arsehole twice, you're an arsehole. Yeah. You know, but yeah. we can all be an arsehole once. You know, yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I, and, and like, I, I, I give that exact answer yeah. every time, you know. And, and, you know, you've got to have a nice understanding of that. And I think that if you work within our industry and you see so many people that do and... and you see people on different days yeah. you're aware that some days can just be horrendous yeah. you know what I mean I, I had a really really funny situation the other day um, I can talk about what happened on the phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I had I spoke about this on air so yeah um, it was the Brits day um, and, and the day after the Brits keeping in mind I'd been up for probably 37 hours oh my God. by this point right because I have to be I was working I was working at the Brits I finished the Brits I went out I did two DJ gigs back to back like and then I had to go into work at 5am I think I maybe had like 45 minutes sleep wow um, anyway the next day comes I have to do another job and that job takes me to about 4 o'clock 4 o'clock comes I've got to do a phone interview with a magazine um, won't say which one but magazine and I did an interview, and I'm not gonna lie, like I was, I was tired. I was really, genuinely trying my best to, to be really, you know, attentive and and give full answers, which, you know, let's be honest, journalists want you to give, yeah. like in those types of situations. And we finished the interview, and what happens in those things, you guys will know, is is it will be me on the phone. It'll be a conference call between myself, uh, my publicist, and Ben and this journalist. What usually happens is. I say goodbye and the journalist puts down the phone I then have a conversation with my publicist right just a yeah "Yeah, cool all good happy with that yeah alright bye the journalist forgot to put down the phone (laughs) I'm getting tense or didn't just didn't forget yeah or didn't I then proceed to stay on the phone (laughs) and here the journalist turned to the person next to her and say god did you hear that (laughs) God, he was awful. <laughs> oh my God. What? We've all done it. Talk about We've feedback. We've all done it. We've all done it. 
You put the phone down, you bitch about that person. But it was so funny. And that, oh, but like, that, that, that's what you No, I tweeted. But then she tweeted me saying, oh my God, so great to see. Oh no. Don't tweet me afterwards. Oh no. Like, and then we sent back a tweet. I tweeted back being like, oh yeah, thanks so much. By the way, you forgot to put the phone down. <laughs> then all of a sudden with these emails coming through, she's apologizing. Oh, like, got the poor girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, well, she'll know. She'll learn. Like, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, well, we all so, had to do that. I'm on yeah. live mics every day. So, you know, it's well, the same thing. You've been nothing but delightful. I was going to say, and if anyone's listening <laughs> yeah. at home, if you're yeah. having a bad day, you're not that girl. But that's what, yeah. but, but you know what I mean? That, that's it. You know, it's like, some people can have a bad day. Like, you know, that day I just was obviously hella tired and she thought so. So, you know, and her perception, had, had, had that not had happened, might have been, she would have gone to her mates and said, oh, that Roman can be, you know. Yeah, like boring, like blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. It was just because I was tired that exactly. day. So, well, we we were vouch for that, Roman. You've been <laughs> you have been great fun. Thank you so much Thanks for coming on the show today oh, right. and you. for being a really good sport. So, uh, good luck with everything. Not you need it. It's Thanks, totally man. flying. So, uh, yeah. Thanks yeah, very much. Good fun. See Thanks. you next time, guys. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.